Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. So what would you like to accomplish this year? How about a better patient experience and an easier working environment for you? I'm sure every physical therapist would like that. So you can expand your visit capacity, get paid for your services, ramp up patient engagement, eliminate worries about documentation and compliance so you can do your job and treat your patients. So you can get all of this with Redoc powered by XFIT, which is a cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution. To learn more about Redoc and complete revenue cycle management, check them out at nethealth.com slash healthy. Okay, on to today's episode. This episode was again recorded live at the Combined Sections meeting in New Orleans through the American Physical Therapy Association. And it is Shannon Sepulveda interviewing Julie Weeb. These ladies killed it. It's an awesome episode. I can't wait for you all to hear it. A little bit more about my guest host this week, Shannon Sepulveda, is the owner and physical therapist at Shannon Sepulveda, DPT, PLLC. She is an orthopedic and women's health physical therapist and is currently the only board-certified women's health physical therapist in the entire state of Montana. Yikes. She must be a busy gal. Shannon received her undergraduate degree from Dartmouth College, master's in education from Harvard University, and doctorate of physical therapy from the University of Montana. She is also a certified strength and conditioning specialist and has been practicing as a physical therapist in Bozeman, Montana for over six years. And she is interviewing the lovely Julie Weeb, who was literally just on this podcast, I don't know, a couple of months ago. So I'm so grateful that she decided to come back on. So if you don't know Julie, she has over 20 years of clinical experience in both sports medicine and women's health, following her passion to revolutionize the way women recover from pregnancy and return to high levels of fitness. She has pioneered an integrative approach to promote women's health in and through fitness. Her diaphragm, pelvic floor, piston science concepts have been successfully incorporated by rehab practitioners and fitness professionals into a variety of populations. She maintains a cash-based clinical practice in Los Angeles and shares her approach to bridge the gap between rehab and fitness with professionals and women worldwide through online coaching and mentoring. And that's what Julie and Shannon talk about today. How can we, as physical therapists, bridge that gap between the pelvic health therapist and the sports therapist? Because everyone's got a pelvis, everyone has pelvic musculature, and making sure that, that those pelvic musculatures integrate perfectly within the thorax can actually make you maybe lift better, perform better, run better. You'd be surprised. So a big, big thanks to Shannon and Julie for a really informative episode. Thanks, ladies. Hi, and welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast. I'm your guest host, Shannon Sepulveda, coming to you live from the APTA Combined Sections meeting in New Orleans. I'm here with Julie Weeb. Julie, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell us a bit about you and what you do? Uh, good morning. Uh, I am a, I like to call myself a women's sports medicine physical therapist, and that is because I treat uh, female athletes, trying to get them back to fitness and sport after injury or pregnancy and postpartum, and that means I'm keeping pelvic health in mind as I prepare them to return to what they love. 
So my question for you is how do we bridge the gap between traditional women's health physical therapy with the female athlete? We only have a little bit of time. <laughs> um, I think that the biggest tip or the biggest uh, the transition I've made with my practice is that I use their fitness as their treatment, um, integrating the pelvic floor into it. So if your patient's goal or if the issue that they're having is with running or deadlifts or squats, then I actually take squats, deadlifts, or running and I break down the elements of that and turn it into exercises that match, that help both encourage pelvic health uh, healing and restoration and performance, and then also help them start to work their way back to fitness. So elements, and then I gradually build those elements back up to being able to take impact or lift a heavy weight or um, whatever it is. So it's it's really using fitness, <clears throat> excuse me, using fitness as and sports medicine concepts for the pelvic floor. Train it to take impact, train it to move with speed, train it to ballistically move for an acceleration. You know, just start to think about the pelvic floor as more than just something we can strengthen, but something that we can control and have it perform like that's what we're looking for so that's sort of it in a nutshell <laughs> so for listeners who aren't familiar with what my definition of traditional women's health physical therapy is I would say that in traditional women's health physical therapy we are doing internal exams we are doing biofeedback we are looking at the pelvic floor and so Julie you don't do internal exams so how do you collaborate with women's health physical therapists to form a relationship to get the woman back to running, CrossFit, um, activities like that? Uh, that's a great question. And um, <clears throat> the I think that, um, well, I just send them out. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the bottom line. Um, I do see a lot of people that have already seen pelvic health. Um, and so, and because the, the focus of their treatment has been on strength, they, they've gotten themselves back to five out of five or whatever the goal was or some resolution of their symptoms but they haven't but then when they return to sport they really haven't prepared for that so then they leak again um, and so I really feel like um, the the combination is awesome because then I know that somebody's looked at their pelvic floor somebody's evaluated that this is you know this is safe if they have prolapse I don't like to treat people if they haven't seen internal PTs um, for if they want to get back to an impact activity if they have a prolapse um, but it's for me it's collaborative I do do a lot of referral out um, I, and I think pelvic PTs know this not everybody loves the idea of pelvic PT so some people really prefer to try external stuff before um, I recently sent someone to um, a pelvic PT it took me a year to get her there and and it, she just kept saying and, and we were hitting walls I mean I know the limitation of my skills and I say I don't, I, there's something still up that I can't get to I'd really like you to see my colleague and thankfully I live in Los Angeles there are tons of pelvic PTs around me um, so I really I think it's because I'm aware of the limitation of what I know and I respect the um, expertise of pelvic PTs, but I also want more ortho sports medicine people to understand pelvic health and be able to combine those concepts, and I want pelvic health people to have more of that capacity to train people back to sports. So I'm trying to blend all of that. 
Did I answer that? Did yeah. I finally answer that, that people? Great. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so along those lines, um, how do we do the opposite? So how do we connect traditional orthopedic physical therapy with women's health PT? Um, and if you could talk just a bit about the core system and how the pelvic floor is a part of the core. So orthopedic physical therapists should be looking at. And actually on my way here, I was talking to one of my friends who um, teaches at the University of Montana, and she was saying how they are incorporating the pelvic floor into the lumbar spine and into the core, which is awesome. So hopefully there'll be a generational shift. But how do we um, do that right now with our current PTs? Um, That's a great question. And um, hopefully at some point, combined sections will really mean combined sections (laughs) and that we will learn that Um, There is really no separation in the body. The pelvis and the pelvic floor are part of everything. Like you, we know that the pelvic floor turns on before the shoulder moves. We know the pelvic floor turns on before the leg moves. We know it turns on before the abdomen contracts. Like the pelvic floor is a component of our stability system and our proximal control system. And so we've sort of, we've sort of separated it out. And unfortunately, but that means we also don't have great strategies um, in our orthopedic and sports medicine understanding um, because in sports medicine we're training people for ballistic movement and a strengthening activity doesn't like a isometric strengthening activity doesn't make sense to the mind of a sports medicine therapist and and I get that so so really what what I've tried to do is develop strategies that make sense to sports medicine and orthopedics and it's also relevant because of the role that the pelvic floor has we can no longer ignore it with our musculoskeletal and performance issues Um, and I would say to the ortho and sports medicine person you know if you really are interested in returning someone to performance especially a female um, understanding their pelvic health concerns their pelvic health history their pregnancy history their postpartum history is incredibly relevant to the musculoskeletal issue that you're dealing with um, and particularly important if they're trying to get back to performance because you're going to add a whole muscle back into their capacity (laughs) like you're giving them more muscles to work with and um, so many of my patients end up faster, stronger, um, more grounded under the bar um, because they have more to, uh, they've, they've, in, they've, um, they've captured the whole system that helps them do that um, and in a responsive way. So I hope I've articulated that well because I really want more of our ortho and sports medicine brothers and sisters to come to the table and, and learn more about this because we are one body, it's a whole person, and we've ignored it for way too long. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, NetHealth. PTs, what do you hope to accomplish in 2018? I bet providing even better patient care and increasing revenue are top on the list. First, expand your visit capacity. Then get paid for your services, ramp up patient engagement, and eliminate worries about documentation and compliance. The good news is there's one solution that brings it all to the table. Redoc, powered by XFIT, is a cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution. Imagine PT billing, coding, compliance experts taking the back office work off your hands and reporting to you. Learn more about Redoc and complete revenue cycle management services at nethealth.com healthy. So along those lines, um, what questions should orthopedic physical therapists be asking and should they just address these concerns, refer out to a pelvic floor therapist, learn and become comfortable with it themselves? Um, What advice do you have for orthopedic physical therapists that are ready to start bridging that gap? Um, All of the above. (laughs) Uh, 
I think that, um, one, I think that it's always kind of eye-opening when I do talk to ortho and sports medicine folks when they realize that people are leaking through their programs. Like, they're leaking on your table. <laughs> like, when you ask them to do something and you're not appreciating the whole system. Um, and, uh, and so just being able to add to your intake, you know, are you leaking during your fitness? Are you... Um, uh, do you have any heaviness? I'm going to say vagina. On <laughs> do you have any? You know, when you exercise, is is there anything going on that you don't like? Like, I mean, it's it's really and to and to if we understand the pelvic floor and the pelvic floor complex as a muscle group. Like we treat, just treat it like every other muscle group and talk about it that way. Um, if you aren't comfortable, and there are a lot of people that aren't, um, then you better have a pelvic health therapist on your Rolodex. But what you need to get comfortable with is talking about it with the patient, saying, hey, I know that postpartum runners with hip pain, often there's some incontinence going on there. Um, let me tell you why that's relevant. Pelvic floor actually helps with the stability of the hips. So if you're having any issues in that realm, it might be affecting our ability to get you better. I'm going to integrate the pelvic floor into your programming, whether you have leaking or not, because I'm going to prevent leaking for you. And if you do run into any trouble like that, if you want to talk to me about it, I'd love to help. But if not, I have either females on my staff or I can refer you out to a pelvic PT who could help you with that. And we like to collaborate and work together with patients that, that have trouble like that. And it, it's all relevant. And, you know, just let me know. I'm, my door's open. Like, that's a really, that's a 30-second introduction and an introduction to a conversation with your patient. And that's really all that it takes. Do you have any advice for um, talking to coaches specifically of like the adolescent female athlete in the community? Um, and I know that can be a difficult conversation to have, but I know that incontinence um, in the adolescent female athlete is also happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, and I think that that is what should be eye-opening to everyone listening is we do have girls, young girls, who are leaking through their sport. and um, But we have to, that has to make us stop and think it cannot just be that the pelvic floor has been damaged by pregnancy and delivery. Like, we, the pelvic floor, there's no reason that it should be weak in an 8, 9, 10, 11-year-old. And, um, and so that should be eye-opening to either a coach or a parent or, a, um, or any of the medical people listening or fitness people listening. Um, we need to have better strategies. We have to understand it beyond strong and weak. And, um, and so uh, I think that um, offering simple solutions, especially to coaches, and a lot of it has to do with their off their training, um, and that would be things like, you know, like little girls don't need to be doing crunches, and it, they don't need, they really don't need to be doing crunches. Um, you know, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be doing some kind of strengthening, but um, an overemphasis on abdominals has sent all of that force down, and the pelvic floor isn't weak, it's just being overwhelmed. And, um, or, it, or it's also, it could be fighting that contraction, and then it's not in a position to um, to respond appropriately when an impact comes. So, um, so we just have to sort of reframe it for everyone as a signal that something's not going on well. And I think that when we start to logic through it a little bit differently with coaches, with parents, with other practitioners, like we have solutions for this. Like we don't have to do this. And to help girls understand, you know, don't you have to hold your breath. You don't, but you, you can't. I mean, you need to eventually. But anyway, sorry, now I'm going off on a bunny trail. Sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Julie. Um, and I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and we've got to go get to a course. That's right. Great. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
And a big thank you to Shannon and Julie. Wasn't that amazing? And also, I want to thank our sponsor for this week's episode, NetHealth. So again, NetHealth is Redoc powered by XFIT, which is a cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution. Plus, you can opt in to completely outsourced billing services. That's the best way to optimize revenue. Imagine PT billing, coding, and compliance experts taking the back office work off your hands and reporting to you to let you do what you do best, treat your patients. So to learn more about Redoc and the complete revenue cycle management services, check them out at nethealth.com slash healthy. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.